This hot, this the spot, there it is, pod.com. We're interviewing the best comedians, so tune in quick and get your ears receiving them. We're talking about life and life to stream right to you from the microphone right to your home, dude. Side note, this might get embarrassing, but no, don't sweat, yo, because there it is. Welcome to the There It Is Podcast, a comedy podcast for creators of any variety. I'm your host, Jason Farr. Let's do this. Thanks so much for coming back. I'm so glad to be back. Happy Prince Day. Happy National Donut Day. I believe it's National Donut Day. Dunkin' Donuts is giving out free donuts today with the purchase of a beverage. So, uh... I don't know if Prince liked donuts. He was awfully thin. He was vegan, so he probably didn't like donuts. And we all know vegan donuts are probably not good. But it's Prince Day. It's our anniversary. We started on June 7th in 2016. So this is our third anniversary. I wanted to stall the comeback. Uh, we originally just was thinking of taking April off, but then I thought... I got into May and it was like, no, 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 let's go to Prince Day. Let's go to the anniversary. And a little bit has happened since then. Um, I am now freelancing with a management company. So I have a manager and I I got an audition just yesterday or the day before, actually, um, through them. That was like an invite only one. That's one of the things you need an agent for is to get those kinds of auditions and so that was a big deal that I uh, I got that. I think the audition went well. I mean, uh, the advice I keep hearing and what makes the most sense to me is that you just go out to those auditions. You do your best. You have a good audition. I think I had a good audition. And even if you're not right for the role, you're sort of getting in their atmosphere. You're getting in their head. And, you know, they'll think of you later uh, when they when you are right for the role. Because you're consistent and you're, you're consistently good. You're, you seem reliable because you keep coming out. And you're on time and you seem together and prepared. I mean, that's that's a big part of the work of trying to be a working actor. And uh, so that was a good experience. Another good experience I had was that I actually got to meet with an executive producer of The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. And uh, she just gave advice she was super nice. Uh, it was really cool that she decided to, to. She reached out to me actually to meet with me, just to see how she could give advice and help me. And it was good as a comedian who would like to work on a late night show. It was good to see the inner workings from the office's point of view because I was in there and was in the uh, lobby and there's actually a book for <laughs> a South Carolina book. it's like a picture book of South Carolina because Colbert's from South Carolina. So I was like, yeah. And I like propped that up so everybody saw it. And uh, after flipping through it, but just being in there, you know, I actually caught a glimpse of Colbert. He walked past when I was coming up the stairs, he was leaving a production meeting and he was just in work mode and everyone was just getting the job done. And it's a side that I don't think people see when uh, they pursue comedy a lot of times they just see the 
funny side of it, you know, the making joke side or the writing joke side. But there's also a, okay, we've got to get this ship ready to set sail and then we have to, you know, set sail. And uh, that's that's the thing I think is good for comedians to see because it's at least it was for me because it was good to marry those two things that I knew they had to have that side, but I hadn't seen it in action before for a late night show. So it was really, really cool to be on that side of it. Well, let's get to today's episode. It's a special episode because my best friends from college are on. Uh, former guests of the show Jim Hendrix is on. Clay Haddon, Rob McNabb. We all uh, were met up here in New York in April, and uh, we, we do talk about Endgame because it was the day after we saw it, but the problem was we, since I didn't know when this episode was coming out, I wasn't sure if we could spoil anything. So we didn't really get into any of that. Ended up being not necessary to uh, uh, overtly try to not spoil things because, hey, it's, it's June 7th. But, you know, we don't spoil anything if you still haven't seen it and are interested. Good on you for things not getting spoiled for you yet. But uh, we talk about a lot of uh, just pop culture stuff. It was great having them in town. Let's get right to it. Here's my chat with the boys. Pop Talk. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Pop Talk. I mean, uh, you know, Pop Talk and Pop. I don't know. We don't have an official name for it. But we're going to talk all that pop culture that is. Pop and Lock Talk? Well, we, we could do Pop and Lock Talk. Clay Haddon is here, uh, Rob McNabb, Jim Hendrix, uh, all best friends from college. Jim Hendrix, previous guest, musician, uh, plays with Adam Craig. Mm-hmm. Rob McNabb played in a band with Jim in college. Is a great guitar together. I was also previously mentioned in stories. You have been previously mentioned stories. Extremely vague on on this podcast. (laughs) That's very true. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I probably have referenced Clay very vaguely. Yeah. And he lives in South Carolina and And uh, saves children. Uh, <laughs> no, no, he's he's too modest to say that himself. Uh, <laughs> that's just how he's obviously the best of us when it comes to our career. Yeah. Now, um, <laughs> takes care of those people. We will talk about pop culture. We've uh, I've done this before with my brother Trey, and uh, we're just going to talk about some fun topics. But first, we're all here in New York City together. This is- yeah. Uh, this is the first time all four of us had just hung out, just the four of us in. Over a decade, probably seems like um, that. Yeah, just yeah. the four of us. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. like usually wives or, weddings, or, or weddings going on, or yeah. their kids around. Uh, so this was one that's just the four of us. Uh, but there were some other friends in town. And Would people you say in town. that this was a weekend that was for the boys? <laughs> yes, <laughs> it was indiscriminately. For the boys. Uh, go to John Mayer's Instagram if you want to get that reference, but. Uh, we went to see a bunch of stuff, New York stuff, typical New York stuff. It was Rob's first time yeah. seeing the city. So we um, had Sabaro. Um, right. Got to go to Trump Tower, obviously, if everything for me to see. Yeah. Saks on Fifth Avenue. Yeah, Saks on Fifth Avenue. <laughs> All the things that, you know, like, um, people don't really get is what 
really New York is all yeah, about. Yeah, I was asking a lot about Macklemore, mm-hmm. but I'm not sure if he's actually from here. <laughs> yeah, I think we went to an Olive Garden, too. That was Olive pretty Garden, fancy. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, Times Square, you, Times I mean, Square, like, Olive Garden. People are missing these things yeah. when they come to well, New York. You know, I mean, when you think of New York, you think of quality food. Mm-hmm. And a family atmosphere. And so mm-hmm. I'm glad that we got both of those in Times Square. And in one breakfast. visit. It cost a lot of money, though, because we paid $300 to have an Optimus Prime <laughs> impersonator eat with us. But... I think it was worth it. Was, it I was honestly good. think it was worth it. It was but, worth it. I mean, he ordered a lot of breadsticks. Yeah. Clay liked it the most. Um, <laughs> said it reminded him of his childhood. <laughs> now... We went to go see uh, Avengers Endgame yesterday. Each of us cried at least once. And, um, you know, I can't tell you. I'm not going to spoil anything. Uh, I'm not going to tell you anything about the movie. Because if I oh, do, then it wouldn't happen. Uh, <laughs> Although, can we tell that story? Jason is willing to walk into a bathroom and spoil the ending. To and that's the thing. I didn't fan. spoil the ending. No, and I, and I said the fake... Him. Damn, you ruined his life. I can't even. can't, we even, can't even explain what he happened. Can't even explain what let's happened. try to do it with another movie that someone has definitely seen. Sixth Sense. So let's say, okay, in Sixth Sense, if you say like, oh, I wonder how they did the makeup on those ghosts, and someone walks out of that. A, that is that is that's a little bit further that's, away. That's, a little further yeah, yeah, yeah. that's not a good one because it wasn't that. It so wasn't Jason like did, saying Bruce okay. Willis was dead so, the whole time. Okay, we'll give you the that <laughs> fact that you didn't give away the major spoilers of the movie. Right. But to that young gentleman... He assumed it was. You ruined his movie. day. He but the thing it. is, also, also ran, let's say out, this. He ran out of the bathroom. Let's point this out. He ran out of the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> I said a name of an actor in the movie there's no reason for him to think that about. Well, the problem is there's too many Chris's in these movies. Mm-hmm. There are three Chris's. Uh, no, 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 no. And, I, and I'll just say I named the wrong one for something that obviously Which, would have made sense to I'm reference sure with him. I'm not sure why Christopher Mulaney was on there. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, that's the fourth. that was the fourth Chris. Yeah. Well, so, anyway, that guy was very upset and he yeah. walked out of the bathroom without washing his hands and Which I feel like that's gross. I yeah. think that's way worse than what that I did that speaks a lot to his character <laughs> <laughs> speak to his character I don't feel so bad for him now yeah I don't either <laughs> so we can't really talk about it other than we all loved the movie mm-hmm. that's all we can really say but it had, it had a beginning and a middle and an end and an end um <laughs> yeah <laughs> but it was all together really nicely yes you could say they really avenged the box office with this one. <laughs> they did. And uh, this is before uh, Game of Thrones. I've never watched Game of Thrones. So I don't have much to say about that. Uh, but we haven't seen Game of Thrones. You haven't watched it because no, it's not I'm Sunday yet. I'm feeling everyone I like is going to die. So That's what everyone thinks. Because yeah. it's what I understand, and this is something that everybody knows, is that there's a big battle. There is a big battle. The last and episode everyone assumes in, that everyone's just yeah. Like, basically, so the army, army of the dead was at like the castle they're in, and so basically mm-hmm. we assume like ninety five percent of the characters don't die. Don't live. Well, they're gonna die. He says gone. Gone. Oh, you said gone die. God doesn't talk to you. Well, maybe Clay can help you. With that. Yeah. 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 I refuse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He is a speech pathologist. Can you, uh, can you refuse treatment? On you guys. <laughs> I guess that's because we wouldn't pay you and you know it. Yeah. Check the mail. Yeah, so I said it last week. Yeah. Yes, I can, though. Yeah. What, so, 
What else is... Is there anything, before we get on to the three topics that we're going to talk about, is there anything else pop culture-wise that we should mention? Mm. I feel like there's nothing huge otherwise going on. No, pretty much it's pretty much the center of the universe right now. It's, it's, in, it's game, a, in, in game in Game of Thrones. In Game of Thrones, right. Like, it's, there's really nothing. I mean, and I, we've said everything we're going to say about yeah, those. Yeah, Beyonce so. could literally launch an album tomorrow that has, like, mm. 35 bangers, and people would not care. Because... Game yeah, of Thrones. She should game. she should do it on Tuesday. Yeah, she should eliminate her. Super three. Music Tuesday. Yeah. Um right now she is posting a lot of uh Instagram of like her shoes. That's what I saw yesterday. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you got a lot of shoes. Yeah. <laughs> so we're gonna hit up our three topics here and um two of them involve music, since we have a couple of musicians with us. And Clay also loves music as much as I do, if not more. The first one that we're going to talk about are people who are surprisingly good guitarists. They don't have to be musicians, but they uh, uh, do have to be well-known so people can follow the conversation. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we'll start with Jim, uh, a bassist for Um, the Adam Craig Band. I think just in the genre that I stick in, uh, with country music, you, you get like guys like Chris Stapleton, mm-hmm. who's not only just a pretty nasty singer and songwriter, yeah. but he's really good on guitar, and mm-hmm. obviously Brad Paisley and Keith Urban. And, I mean, those but guys people are, are, sub- are is, is Brad Paisley surprisingly good at this point, or Keith Urban? Um, I think Keith Urban more than Brad, just because Brad came out of the gate. Well, yeah, Brad always came out of the gate. Brad could. Infuse like jazz with country stuff and mm. keeps straight straight rock. Yeah, but when he yeah. plays, he can play just yeah. super yeah, tasteful think, licks. And I think it 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 wouldn't surprise people that are country fans to know that he's a good player. But like actual like musicians who wouldn't normally listen to country music, if they sat down and like listen to one of his true. albums, yeah. they'd be like, "Oh, this is really good yeah. guitar playing." That's true. It's uh, it does seem like the famous Brad Paisley songs, like the nationwide theme song um you don't hear him going crazy on the guitar so you don't yeah you're yeah, maybe that is got, a fair answer brad's got some straight up instrumental stuff that he's put out mm-hmm. and i mean yeah i just mean like the lead yeah, songs yeah. that like the like if someone doesn't really follow his music but know who he is maybe there are a couple of songs that don't have like a crazy guitar solo so maybe right. yeah possibly but again so. he's but not like shredding in those nationwide commercials right no. Uh, who's your answer, Rob well, McNabb? Not to stick with the, the you know, I, I kind of really thought about somebody that like, like for me blew me away. So I don't know if he's too old of a guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I got I went fell into a really deep hole with Glenn Campbell. Ooh, I was yeah. unaware of how Dude. good Glenn Campbell mm, is. Yeah. Because I knew him as like this kind of like crooner. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it County Line? Or I'm, a, I'm a County Lineman. And yeah. Yeah. Just those songs and like. And like I remember watching his behind the music, and they didn't really highlight like how phenomenal of a guitar player he really is. If you want to like see like a really amazing clip, you have to look up his performance of an old jazz standard called Indiana, mm-hmm. um, which is actually the same thing. If you for your jazz heads out there, that's the same song that Charlie Parker created uh, the song Donna Lee over, mm-hmm. and it's a very popular bebop song. And my God, that guy could bebop. Like for a country guy, he was such a good guitar player. Yeah. He, and he, I think he was a session musician, but that that, that came yep. out as that. But I mean, he's really one of those guys that's just a phenomenal player. And I was shocked because I just thought, oh, okay, you know, like a lot of those country guys. You know, I mean, no offense, but like Kenny Chesney 
he's been literally caught multiple times like on stage with a guitar electric guitar unplugged acting like he was playing it no so, I yeah, that's one of the things that, country guys that and you I know. hate yeah, it yeah, but, but yeah. you we're not too, but Kenny's not known for being a guitar player no he's, I know Kenny's no, an entertainer but I'm just saying I thought like Glenn was kind of of that kind of like oh, the singer oh, who, like, oh, oh, just, yeah to, like have oh, a guitar yeah. out there because like they, Toby they, Keith like yeah Toby yeah. Keith exactly like they might oh yeah sorry <laughs> so yeah it's like but you realize like there's these old musicians that are just phenomenal <coughs> mm-hmm. phenomenal yeah. okay that's a good answer Glenn Campbell's definitely up there but you um uh, uh, Chet Atkins, obviously. Well, yeah, mm, yeah. Mm. But Vince Gill, Vince Gill, Vince Gill, someone yeah. else too. Who was a surprise to me, yeah, and he's uh, an amazing guitarist. And yeah. I, that's because he's—I yeah. knew him as a singer, right? And he—I uh, mean, not only is he a great guitar player, man, that guy's voice is just unreal. Yeah. So, so to have yeah. to be equally as talented, mm-hmm. to be a singer and guitar player. I mean, you have yeah. most guys are. One a little bit more. One or the other, other. yeah, he's, but he's so good yeah. at both. His voice is unreal. Yeah, I feel could, like he, he, he and Prince. He could have got high on either one. Yeah. Like, well, that's that's, probably, and that's how I feel about Glenn Campbell, too. But yeah. yeah, I think, like, yeah. I filled in for the Eagles. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, like, he and Prince were like that, where they both were, like, phenomenal singers, but also phenomenal guitarists. Yeah. And yeah. I don't mention Prince, because I think it's pretty obvious that he's one of the yeah, right. best. But there were people yeah, who I, were surprised, didn't know he could play guitar. Yeah, I'm like, a, what? Yeah. Were you not paying any attention to Purple Rain? I, you know, I, I think, like, actor-wise, though, if you see, like, somebody like... Johnny Depp, as much as I like to make fun of him, actually is not a terrible guitar player. Yeah. And that's uh, actually one of the questions I thought about. I was like, who's a person yeah. in comedy because like yeah. you know Jimmy Fallon can kind of play but Mark Maron's actually he's pretty bad. good yeah, yeah he actually has a big passion for it yeah. Conan's not bad either Mark Conan's not bad yeah, yeah. yeah he's and really he's better than player. I would say he's better than Fallon oh. and uh, yeah, better than Conan yeah. he has really nice stuff too like when you, you'll hear him on certain like he'll have like really good musicians like mm-hmm. Neil Young was on there and stuff like that like he just has good podcasts with those musicians and like mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's he's yeah he's surprisingly good, and I you know I actually think Bradley Cooper's pretty good. Uh. <laughs> I don't know if he actually he was mimicking no. in that movie. No, he can play though. He can, but I've yeah. never actually heard him because yeah. he's always he he said he was mimicking in uh, a Sars. Yeah, so, but yeah, but I've seen him play, and it's it's oh, actually okay. not terrible. Yeah, okay, yeah. So I believe it because he was fingering <laughs> so well the guitar neck. Yeah, so I was like that. It doesn't look yeah. fake. Yeah, uh, Clay, I, I, what's your answer? I, I have a question. <laughs> Yeah, because I'm not a musician. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I just I like music, and I think in a different way than you guys like music. Right. Yeah. Right, right. So what what is the qualification to like? like well, it doesn't just someone that you were like, <clears throat> oh wow, that person can actually solo or play guitar, and I thought they could just sort of strum a little bit. <laughs> like if you saw Kevin Bacon. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I really, I don't know. I, I have no answer. Yeah, it's no tough. Okay. In, I, I, yeah, I, yeah. In the rock world or pop world, anything. Like well, honestly, no, like what, what I'm saying it? is, like in those, in that, in the, in the genres of pop or rock or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And it's not country R and B. Yeah. You don't usually associate a lead singer. With lead guitar play, it's, right? It's, there, yeah. there are a few. You got John Mayer, obviously. Right. He's, yeah. he's, not, he's but rare, he yeah. obviously crosses genres. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but you don't usually have those guys that that are the lead singer, lead guitar player. Mm-hmm. You usually have a lead singer, the front man, and then you, yeah. and then a lead guitarist. Yeah. But in country music, it, especially back in the day, yeah. you had the 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 front man was the lead guitar player. I mean, that's mm-hmm. why Buck Owens. I don't know if, if you go back to some oh, old, well, like Chuck Berry. Records. I love him. You know, Chuck Berry. Chuck Berry and a lot of dudes but, back then uh, in general. It seems. Man, like. you, some of those, those 
Buck Owen stuff, man. Yeah. He, that dude, uh, that guitar playing, some of that stuff. Uh, holy crap. And then um, Marty that? Stewart. Marty Stewart. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And a lot of people don't realize how, if, you're, if you, mm-hmm. you know the name Marty Stewart, and you're like, oh, yeah, he's a country guy. Yeah. Also, not only is Marty Stewart one of just a just amazing guitar player, but everybody in his band but, are. I, I I had the opportunity to open up for them a couple years ago, mm-hmm. and I'd never seen them live. And they got on stage and blew me away. First of all, they not only did everybody solo in the band, everybody yeah. all, all their four four members, including Marty, mm-hmm. um, but every solo was awesome. And then everybody took lead vocals at some point oh, wow. during the night and it was just nothing was weak and I always wow. think, I always think he's a guitar player but I was just at him with the mandolin too like Marty, Marty? Sure. I, did, I thought he was a pretty good mandolin player too and couldn't he kind of dance a little about Ricky Skaggs <laughs> yeah. instead of shaking no I'm thinking of Ricky Skaggs <laughs> I am yeah, I'm thinking of Ricky Skaggs yeah. well, I'm getting all my guys with like slightly mullet slightly like yeah. They are like all these guys like in the late eighties, nineties. Yeah, like, yeah. They were basically like, "Oh, Patrick Swayze, Roadhouse, that's a look." <laughs> so you know, and like I just um, need a glitter jacket. Some of them just kept kept it up. Kept it up, yeah. <laughs> well, Clay, was it like for you? Like maybe this will help you answer the question. Like maybe you just saw Vince Gill as a singer, and then like realized, <laughs> oh, he can actually play. <laughs> I, you I mean, pay no attention. You've I just mean, learned like how to I, take care of kids. Okay. No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> You're I, better I than us. Really, I get it. No, no, no. I just really don't. <laughs> I, I, one of the reasons I appreciate you guys is because I think that you look at things on a technical level. Mm-hmm. I don't do that because it's not, mm-hmm. it's not what I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I get it. I, mm-hmm. I just don't think of it. Yeah. Like, I'm mm-hmm. bringing the podcast down. I mean, no, you're not. I don't have no, you're not. an answer, but I, I mean... I but that's, I think there's a lot of people who I see. I'm like, oh man, like that he mm-hmm. play guitar. Like I, I, but I don't know if it would qualify actually as someone who's playing guitar or right. if I yeah. just like it. I think oh, so. I see. Uh, you see what I'm saying? Like who? Well, who's someone that you would throw out? I don't know. Um, not Jack White, because you know he would qualify. And yeah, not I'm be surprising. To, I'm trying to think of. I mean, there's a lot of people that through you guys I thought was a good guitar player mm. and I found out that maybe they're not <laughs> and I don't want to name them yeah we don't wow but I, I don't know well here's my answer for uh, someone I who, who is surprisingly good oh yeah yeah um, my answer is uh, co-founder of Microsoft Paul Allen yeah he passed away last year so R.I.P. but he could shred he was a crazy good guitarist, and he did some show with. Um, he he went out on stage and played with Joe Walsh, and um, I can't remember the other person. It was like maybe, I don't think it was Doyle Bramhall, but it could have been. I'm not positive. And he soloed <coughs> with them, yeah. And he was like good, but also keeping up with them. Right. Was Joe Walsh like? Hey man, you did a really good job in that solo, man. Hey, what were y'all mentioning? <coughs> oh, Roy Clark. Roy Clark. Really oh, okay. Yeah. If you want to see like a phenomenal thing too, like if you want to go down a YouTube rabbit hole, it's there's mm-hmm. Roy Clark was on um, an episode of The Odd Couple, uh-huh. and uh, he's a friend of Felix's, I think. But then Oscar like basically, you know, like manipulates, oh. you know, like he becomes best friends because he would like. He's playing like songs like Mountain Dew. I think he plays like banjo, acoustic guitar, mm. and fiddle in the episode. Yeah, I think I understand. And he's just like he does this one. Um, I think he plays like Malaguana or something like that on the acoustic, and it's just unbelievably good. Like it's just it's an awesome clip, and also it makes me think of like 
Wow, that's how 60s sitcoms or 70, or 60, 70 sitcoms were, where, like, they just have, like, this great musician come on and, like, do, like, half the episode of, like, you know, playing songs. So, I know, I know who, yeah. um, should be your answer, Clay. Creed Bratton. From The Office. From The Office. Because no one knew he could, he was actually a musician. Yeah. Did he <laughs> actually could, play guitar? Uh, yeah, with, oh. in real life. Oh, I knew he was a musician, but I didn't know he played guitar. Yeah, and he, like, did it on the show in, like, the oh, last season or something. Yeah. You know who's surprisingly good, who is in the pop world? It's late, so my brain... Adam Levine? Work. No. Uh, he's good. He's really popular right now. He's got tattoos on his face. On his... Oh, Post Malone. Post Malone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I saw some, a video of him playing guitar, and, uh, like, it didn't blow me away, blow me but away. But it wasn't but as it was bad like, as you oh, would wow, assume. Oh, wow, this guy can play guitar. Oh, okay. <laughs> what, what are you doing? Rob's trying to feed me answers. <laughs> <laughs> he was telling me Post Malone yeah. was uh, yeah. yeah. No, you know what? And I'm not trying to throw my mom under the bus, but... Um, she didn't know how good Prince was at guitar until I made her watch the rock and roll induction. Yeah, I, so we were there. Who did we watch the video of yesterday? Um, was it Eddie Van Halen. Eddie Van Halen. Yeah. I mean, like I, for me, that was surprising. And I know that's crazy mm. because he's in the rock and but roll. But if you don't, but I don't know if you Van don't, Halen yeah. well enough. Right, 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 right. I know, I was like, oh, wow, that's, what he's doing is amazing. And the the thing that I find the most interesting is the thought behind it because I mm-hmm. think that again the average person who's just listening to the radio or the yeah. songs is not thinking about it right. at that level and it's yeah. and when you sit down and you like start mm. dissecting it it's I mean it's amazing on that note it's we should deep. mention that we went to the Met yesterday to see play it loud the the exhibit that they have of Instruments of uh, rock and roll history, yeah, from and Chuck we Berry's Chuck Berry's guitar. We saw three Prince guitars. Stevie Ray Vaughan's uh, guitar. Uh, uh, Beatles. Yeah, the Beatles, <laughs> the Roots, Martins. Bruce Springsteen. A lot of Jimmy Page. SRV. A yeah. lot of Jimmy Page. Eddie Van Halen. Mm-hmm. They actually had. They had a Lady Gaga's piano yeah. that opened up and was lit. They had a Tom Morello yeah, guitar. Speaking of Tom Morello, that's another guy that I think, and Rob and I have talked years ago talking yeah. about this, that other guitar players, especially the really elitist, like, mm-hmm. uh, students of guitar. Yeah, uh, but everyone that I went to school with. Yeah, yeah. everyone we would, yeah, <laughs> yeah. would, would had, when we were going there, and I don't think they would say it now because they grew up, but yeah. when they were young and stupid, would trash Tom Morello's playing. Because it wasn't like technically the way you're supposed to play. Well, yes. no, no. Technically, he's a great guitar player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you didn't see Tom Morello shredding. You didn't yeah. see Tom Morello oh, doing like these wicked melodic solos, mm-hmm. blazing fast to blow your mind. But what he was doing was super rhythmic, and what he still does, incredibly rhythmic mm-hmm. and really unique sounds. Yeah. I mean, and revolutionary. Yeah, yeah. What well, yeah, I mean, sounds that he came up same with? Same with the, with the synth- edge. non-synthesizer sounds. But, sound yeah, like synthesizers. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I mean that's Tom Morello. Uh, for a while, he's, he's incredibly intelligent. Yeah. But yeah. yeah also, yeah. just his, his what his concept of how to play guitar was so is is so unique. Yes. Mm-hmm. And he still can do all the really technically proficient stuff. Mm-hmm. He can, but like, but but it's what he. What he does, what he yeah. gets his sound, nobody else can sound like Tom. No, I've never have, heard anybody that can. You can. You gotta have no. that guitar. You've gotta have that weird wiring. Yeah, because you know, he has that weird cabinet yeah. amp situation. Yeah, he's got. Well, like, I mean, we can't go into all yeah, of this. Like, it's just, yeah, a lot it's of just stuff we just heard yesterday. Of, but it's just like it's basically like 
you basically you're not going to get all the same ingredients. No, yeah. and so that's that's something kind of like amazing too. That was an amazing thing to get yeah. to see, and uh, I got to see the guitar that Prince yeah. played the majority of my favorite Prince album. Yeah, yeah so exactly. That was amazing. Yeah. Uh, so let's move on to the next topic. This is an SNL topic, and the last time I did this kind of episode, we had an SNL topic, and um, <clears throat> this one, this question is uh, the best athlete to have hosted SNL. I guess I should have asked you this before we started. Do we consider The Rock an athlete? That is a good question. And we're talking about professional athlete, though. Right. Oh, I guess, I mean, WWE. Yeah, technically, yeah, WWE is a like, professional. You know, but so. um, let's say no because he's such an actor. Yeah, and, that, and that's what's, that's, yeah. Um, only for that reason, No, not by any means trying to uh, discredit WWE. In, right. in professional yeah. wrestling, like not at all trying to throw it because it is very athletic what they're doing. Um, but you have to be a good actor to do that, and you yeah. don't have to be a good actor to be a quarterback. Yeah. Um, so because that's that's basically the thing. It'd be an easy answer. The Rock's the winner. Yeah. But you know, people who don't normally act, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hosting yeah. this show where you, where it's live on television. None of them were ever nervous. Apparently, everyone's heard the story of like Seth Meyers or somebody saying. They asked an athlete when they were hosting if they were nervous, and they were not never nervous. Yeah, they were right. they were always just like, no, this is fine, because yeah. they used to giant men yeah. running at them. Um, so, best athlete to host SNL, I'll answer first. I think um, you're the answer same as mine. Uh, Peyton. Yeah, it's easy. I just think yeah. that episode was so great, and he was way more natural yeah. than I expected him to be. But he was good in the commercials. He's got a couple like, and like you go back and watch if you can go back and watch the episode. Mm-hmm. Like everybody remembers like the commercial, like the commercial. That was a classic hilarious. sketch yeah, too. Yeah, but but he's also got one where like he's sitting in like a there's like a lady who predicted her um, uh, final four or like you know final four bracket, mm-hmm. and like she's like yeah I didn't really want to Peyton mm-hmm. Manning this up. And he's like, well, you know, you know, he's like, so he's not playing Peyton, and he keeps getting frustrated because they keep saying how like that is you don't want to be the Peyton Manning of picking, <laughs> cho- of picking stuff. That was a funny one. And he has another one where, um, where uh, uh, Will Forte does this weird dance to this the coach and the, the coach, yeah, yeah, and then he starts yeah. dancing with them, and everyone is yeah. breaking yeah. except for Peyton yeah. and Will Forte. And then he had another one where like he was like. I think it was at the Monster in 300. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, holding the boulder over his head. So, oh, like, yeah. yeah. So he had some, actually, like, besides... Really great one. sketches. And he had a really... Classic great, sketches. I, didn't, I remember him in his monologue having a really great line about mm-hmm. how his mom was the real disappointment of the family because she didn't play football. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And I just, I, like, that has to be a Seth Meyers line, but yeah, I could be wrong. Yeah, but, I mean, he did a good... Do- you, you can see why he has, like, all the, the nationwide commercials and yeah. stuff. It's just, yeah. Yeah, he's... he's, he's yeah. I, I I agree with that. I would say also Charles Barkley. Yeah, yeah it's just mm-hmm. hilarious. I just think he's funny. Mm-hmm. Not in the same way that Peyton Manning. I feel like Peyton Manning, you can just use him in different ways. Yeah. 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 Versatile. So um, many hosts just come on like, and they they don't do anything. Yeah. It's kind of like yeah. the straight man for every single one. Right. And the fact that like Jeff Gordon. Yeah. Jeff yeah. Gordon was kind of that way his whole episode. Yeah. Didn't you really yeah. like Johnny Mosley, though? Oh my gosh! So Rob says that because ever since that episode aired with Johnny Mosley, who was an ex gamer, yeah. I've said it was the worst episode I've ever seen, and he's for me the worst host. He did the same uh, offensive voice for the entire like fake voice, basically the entire episode, and I 
I don't understand. It was just basically like he was doing a, a fake gay voice or something oh, yeah. like that. He just kept doing that, right? Yeah, and he was like, yeah, and growing it up. I don't understand why Sean White didn't uh, get the host at that point. Yeah. Was in that, but, you know. Were you going to Jim, were yeah, you going to say Charles Barkley, too? say Peyton or Charles Barkley. Because, like, I think Barkley's hosted two or three times. Yeah. Jeter was okay. Jeter was. Um, Jordan was okay. Yeah. He was just kind of Jordan. He's kind of like the one who was just, like, the yeah. same. Yeah. Did, did Tony Hawk? No. No, no that would have been cool. Tom Brady hosted, and he, he was fine, but I wasn't thrilled with... Tom Brady. Yeah, he was okay. Eli was good. Eli was, was fine. Yeah, he was fine. Did LeBron? Has LeBron hosted? I don't. Yeah. Has he? He did. I don't remember anything from it. Um, they did like a solid gold sketch mm-hmm. where they were dancing or whatever. He was fine. I don't. I'd like to see him go back and do it again because he was so funny in Trainwreck. He was really funny in Trainwreck. Yeah. Really funny in Trainwreck. And I feel like that was pre-Trainwreck when he did that. That's yeah, I feel like he'd be a lot better. Like I want to see Serena Williams host. That was the next oh, question: is oh, who, yeah. what athlete do you want to see who's never hosted? Mine is uh, Marshawn Lynch. Oh, like, yeah, that's a good I, answer. He's so out there, man. <laughs> I think he'd be hilarious. He would be. I think it'd be hard to rein him in because yeah. I think he's just so out there. But I think if they could, he'd be great. Yeah, I think um, one of my favorite players would be uh, Richard Sherman. Um, oh. Because he's just so such a good speaker uh-huh. that yeah, I imagine he could really kill the monologue. Because I think about the monologue too, like because you can really you can be kind of like a wooden host, but like really have like good sketches around you. Mm-hmm. But like the monologue can make or break you. And I think right. like, I think he could really do. It. I, think, I, think I think he could. Also they do, do a Q and A when they don't think well, a person Seahawks can deliver guys, stuff. Performance the guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> um, Clay, do you have uh, an answer for you'd like Zion to see? Williams. <laughs> As a UNC uh, graduate, uh, He's still great. <laughs> the, the graduate studies uh, graduate. How do you say that? Anyway, um, no, I would like to see Serena Williams host. It. I think it'd be awesome. Be mm-hmm. Or like, I like um, an episode where like Bryce Harper hosts, but it's just everybody gets to pelt him for like an hour and a half, <laughs> like just throw shit at him the entire time. Sorry. <laughs> oh no, people, people here. It's fine. Um, I don't want to see Gronk host, but I bet he will. He, he will. will. Did, you, uh, did you watch his stand-up? I've seen a clip, and it was awful. It's the worst yeah. thing ever. It was I, I will say, though, somebody was telling me this the other day, that apparently his girlfriend wanted to watch it, and he just was like, no. Because <laughs> uh, I think he, he apparently he knew how yeah. bad it was. It yeah. went but like somebody, awful. when someone's like an open micer, yeah. this is what the, it felt like to me. Like, that first year you're an open micer and you say, oh, I want to host a show. So you go and try to, like, fill that time just up on stage and you're just, like, reaching for everything. And you're just trying to stretch things out and make it work. And it's like, you have uh, a solid one minute and you're trying to make 60 minutes out of it or something like that. Like, that's what it felt like. And it was really bad and... I think, but it, but think he, uh, the insulting the stand-up as an art amazing comics with, on that show. Amazing comics. Yeah. yeah. He's not a good storyteller, no. and he yeah. had a couple things that were like, this could be a good story, except that it's not, and you also don't tell it well. The, the, <laughs> my, the, I, I'm really not a big Gronk fan, but he and Brady, after they won the AFC Championship, they did the funniest video 
where they played um, the what's that? We ain't going nowhere, going nowhere, cause we bad boys for life. So they're playing that song, and they're both just looking at the camera like, what, what, you know, like. <laughs> Like, oops, I guess we're back, you know, and I was, it, the Gronk's face in the video is pretty funny. And then he retired. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the uh, final dis- the topic that we're going to talk about, probably the meatiest uh, of, the, mm-hmm. of the discussion. So w- the thing that made us really want to do this uh, episode together, we wanted to talk about best fake bands or uh, best fake song or best songs by a fake band in a movie uh we did have some caveats that you we weren't going to count lady gaga and star is born or prince or prince in purple rain because that was just them writing the songs that they would write for themselves same with um swell season and falling slowly and all like it's like obviously those things are good because it was them writing what they write for themselves after they had already been like well established yeah. and really yeah. good, so like just seems unfair. It's like again, The Rock. Yeah, um, yeah, basically. Yeah, it's the host. Of, you know, it's just like let's let's make a a real answer here. So, what in our text messages were coming up? We had a few options. So let me just rattle off some that did fall under the category, and uh, we'll see who likes what. So. Fake bands, not necessarily song names. I will accept just the name of a band. And we had Eddie and the Cruisers, Almost Famous. That thing you do, um, The Wonders. The Wonders, yeah. Uh, Rockstar. Stillwater is Almost Famous. Stillwater is Almost, <coughs> Almost Famous, yes, thank you. Yeah. And uh, Rockstar was Still Dragon. Still Dragon. Dragon. Walk Hard. Dewey Cox. Dewey Cox. This is Spinal Tap. Spinal Tap. Spinal Tap, yeah. A Mighty Wind, a um, couple of different bands in that, or, or acts in yeah, that. Yeah, there are. And uh, The Ruddles. Mm, um, <coughs> so I went with, uh, that's Jason dying. I went with uh, Stillwater, Fever Dog, because that groove is so good. And it, I mean, it, it's, it just... It hits hard. I mean, you mm-hmm. can, you turn that up in your car and just crank that thing, and it sounds. There's nothing about that song that you would, you wouldn't. And say, that one, oh, was, that's a movie song. It's, that was the almost famous song. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. the, yeah. It's the song that Stillwater plays. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. it's the only song. I do that think that song. was a solid yeah. song. I did think that. I when I saw that movie, I was like, this song is re- legitimately good. Yeah. Um, it's not Jason Lee singing it though. No. No. Mm-hmm. No. Um, I would say the reason why I don't like it is because um, it sounds a lot like Black Dog from uh, or no when the levee breaks it sounds like when the levee breaks to me in a way uh, who that wrote riff, that guitar riff yeah it's kind of yeah. I can see that uh, 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 heart Oh, yeah, well, Wilson. maybe Wilson. should that count Aunt, no, no Nancy, uh, Nancy, Nancy Nancy is Nancy she was a guitarist yeah. But isn't there a Nancy Wilson that was like... Or was it Ann, damn it. Oh. I think it's Ann, because Nancy Wilson was like a si- old singer, wasn't it? There's the Wilson sisters. Well, no, no, yeah, I mean yeah. like an old black lady. Oh, it's Ann and Nancy Wilson. I guess when... Maybe I'm thinking... I thought Ann was the singer and Nancy was the guitarist. Yeah, Nancy Wilson. I think she might have had a co-write on there. 
Mm. Yeah, I think she did. But there's this lady, Nancy Wilson. But I think... Ma- my- there are two ladies named Nancy Wilson yeah. in the industry. Yeah. I- and I'm thinking of the yeah. old black lady. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because I'm a black man. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there is Nancy Wilson of heart as well. Who was married to the director. Yeah, she was married to Cameron Crowe. Uh, should that one count since they were a, such a step, an established uh, act? You know, I'd still count like where Jim's argument is. I think it's, mm-hmm. I think it's definitely... It was never a radio single. Was it? It was never a radio... Like, yeah, there are other it's, songs in that movie so that, that were it like... Del- it was directly kind of written for what kind of band they were mm, trying to It was mm-hmm. before the movie. Yeah, As so, opposed yeah. to the like Lady Gaga writing yeah. to her strengths. Yeah, right. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, she basically just put Bradley Cooper in one of her songs. Yeah. But, like... Yeah. So yeah, when you're looking, he deserves credit. Yeah, songs that were written specifically for the movie. You have songs like the thing you do, which I, song, I'm ready to do my dissertation do. on. But uh. <laughs> I, I agree with the that thing you do. But you yeah, know, and the movies like um, Rockstar with Mark Wahlberg, mm-hmm. like that everything in that movie was was original was original stuff. What that they did that they, they did, did that they did. But yeah. what about yeah. what about um. Oh, uh, Deuce Bigelow. Not Deuce Bigelow. Um, <laughs> Rob, you know the movie with Mark Wahlberg. I'm that, trying to reference. That's what we're talking about. Rockstar. Rockstar. Not Rockstar. Uh, Boogie Nights. What about his uh, song? No, that's that? a song. That's not. That's that's not. I know. No, he just yeah. was a terrible. Well, no, you're talking. Okay, well, he's got two songs. He's got "You're in the streets, you're on your way, you're a winner." Which, by the way, the funniest thing mm-hmm. I've ever seen in my life is John is John uh, C. Riley's face mm-hmm. when he's in the booth, like dancing along <laughs> and like thinking that like Dirk is just nailing that take. Yeah, and then they're like, "What's wrong with it?" Like, I think the bass is too loud. I think the bass. So he tells him to turn the bass down. Oh. Um, <laughs> That's my answer is Dirk the, Diggler in that movie feel, singing that song. Feel, feel, feel my heat. <laughs> so that is why he did not sing the songs in Rockstar. Yeah. <laughs> so. I, that was still my yeah, favorite. I, you know, well, I'm going to do a dissertation on why yeah, it's yeah. That, that thing you do. So, yeah. <laughs> no, it's, well, for me, it's that thing you do because they played it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a song completely written for the for the movie. And anyone who's saying Fountains of Wayne wrote it, the dude from that uh, hadn't they hadn't done anything. Yeah. That was like their first thing. The movie, and because yeah. of that song, they ended up getting their record deal, and their yeah. their debut album came out after that yeah. thing you do. So and, and, this counts. Yeah, and like to me, it's like it's like the most like one. It's it's. It, it's a it's a song that evolves in the movie. When the first time you hear it, it's a slow song, mm. and then um, and he says it's just the one song, and that's how they become the wonders. But it's people ever think everybody thinks it's the Oat Eaters, and then like they play it at the talent show, and it's really great because he speeds it up, and then they're at Villa Pianos. Yes, I've seen the movie that many times. You know the name of the pizza place, <laughs> and and they play it again, and mm-hmm. so you hear it three times in a row, and yet you're not like I hate this song, mm-hmm. at least not to me. And mm-hmm. then by the time they end up playing it um, on, ba- it's not I can't remember what it's called, but it's like basically the Ed Sullivan show, like a bandstand, yeah, yeah, like a bandstand type of thing. When you play it, they play it, and they're slick, and it's like actually the way that you hear it is. It's not the same. It's like the the you know he's mm-hmm. Jonathan Schick is playing a twelve string guitar at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, their their harmonies are better. They just sound like a better you know. It's like the full band thing. Mm-hmm. And so to me, that's why it's always my favorite. It's because it actually is a movie. It's a movie just about that song when you think about mm-hmm. it. And so I and, and it's a song they actually could perform. 
Because, I mean, the whole movie, they have to play the song. <laughs> and so they all learn to play their instruments mm-hmm. for that song. Mm-hmm. So, then they break up. Then they break up, just like everything. And Jonathan Schick never did anything again. Um, Clay, are you going to no. say Scott Pilgrim? No, he hasn't. No, been, no. no, no, I actually, I, Rob sold me with the, I, I, I have never thought of that movie like that. My, see, they didn't do their own song, so I love the Blues Brothers. I think the Blues Brothers are fantastic. Yeah. They didn't write their stuff. Right. It was stuff that was already created, but I think that there's maybe a somewhat of an argument to be made, like... But they did play. They could play they, their they, and they, yeah. popular, they made it popular. Some of the stuff that, like, <laughs> people had never heard of or... That's true. I, I, I can tell you as a musician that gigs, like... <laughs> You'll you'll say, are we doing it in the Blues Brothers key or in Sam and Dave's key for <laughs> song, the song Soul Man? Oh wow! Yeah, like there's a there's a lot of like versions. Like we like I play like Sweet Home Chicago, and we play their version of Sweet Home Chicago. So you know it's like but there's not a, there's yeah. So it's like it's almost like they, they did create their own songs by doing their own versions of right, right, right. Yeah, but that's that was a lot of the old blues stuff anyway. Like the people right. re- <laughs> playing similar songs or the same songs, yeah, put their own spin on it. But then they became. Did any of the other bands that we've talked about become like famous bands because the no. Blues Brothers right? So I think no. they kind of eliminated yeah. some. Maybe yeah, it was well, like but it is, but yeah, Aretha Franklin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then but not on their albums like the. Oh no, but yeah. listen, they were but legit because they they, yeah, they toured and album. Steve Jordan was Rubber. playing drums for them. Yeah, Rubber yeah. Biscuit. Mm-hmm. Biscuit and Paul a, Paul Schaefer. When I was five yeah. years old, that was my all favorite song. That mm-hmm. was yeah. all, that's Well, all Dan Aykroyd like grew up as a blues guy on blues bars in Canada. Yeah, still on. Probably he probably all, does. The, all the House of Blues is. Yeah. 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 Um, I think, you know, another, you know, we were talking about Rockstar, but that, that, that movie has a staying power that's unbelievable to me because I've, I, you know, I, I go to Vikings games and you'll literally hear the song Stand Up and Shout at Vikings games, which makes me laugh every single time because I think people think it's like a, a like Death Leopard or something. Right. <laughs> they don't realize it's still Dragon. And, yeah. and so it, to me it's just, it's hilarious and like people will be like stand up and shout and it's a really it's a, you know honestly they create a perfect arena song mm-hmm. yeah because it really gets you hyped it, it up is, it is the quintessential arena rock song it mm-hmm. is and it, it really does get you hyped up yeah you're changing your answer no I still I, I still like that thing you do more just because of the and what it means to me but then another one you could say too is uh, Eddie and the Cruisers mm-hmm. I mean they literally play that song all the time on the radio well, those are all great answers, and is a great discussion. But my answer was, and always will be, sexual chocolate <laughs> from coming to America. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the best band. Yeah. <laughs> Sexual chocolate. <laughs> you know him from the What's Going Down episode, episode of the, uh, That's show. my that's mama. Which I'm really looking That's for. one of my favorite lines in any movie. Yeah. You know him from the What's Going yeah. Down episode of That's My Mama, which was a real show. Yes, it was. <laughs> <laughs> you do a notable mention with uh, Adam Sandler, uh, the wedding singer. Yeah. yeah. And actually, I played that song for a friend at a the, wedding. Uh, the, mm-hmm. fi- the airplane song. Yeah, the the airplane. I want to grow old. I want to grow old with you. It's a sweet song. Mm-hmm. It did. Mm-hmm. So, it's a good song. No, I really, I did play that at a wedding for a friend. Nice. <laughs> I don't know why they mm-hmm. wanted me to sing it, but they did. <laughs> and um, I'm trying to, I feel like there's another that we're leaving out that deserves an honorable mention here. That was uh, somebody playing uh, 
fake man. I mean, Eddie and the Cruisers. <laughs> yeah, Eddie and the Cruisers. By the way, if anybody really wants to watch a comedy film, please watch Eddie and the Cruisers too. Two? Oh Eddie my god. Lives. It is. Oh my god. I was telling I was telling Jason that the other day. Like, it is a masterpiece of both like awful late '80s, early '90s stuff, especially like the way music is presented. But also, like, it's so French Canadian. Like, it's so, it's like all these, like, French Canadians, like, Eddie, I think you are alive and you should make a more rock and roll music. And so it's, it's, yeah. It's, so basically perfect. It's mm-hmm. perfect. It's mm-hmm. a perfect film. It is perfect. It goes into the, it goes into the recommendations, like, of Clay always says, I recommend horrible films to him. He does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, be, it's because you do. Yeah, yeah I do. <laughs> I do. It's because I will watch, it'll be Eddie. like, Gone with the Wind could be on, mm-hmm. and, or The Godfather, and I'm like, oh, Eddie and the Cruisers 2 is on, let me watch this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, another. Oh, Breaking 2, Boogaloo. <laughs> um, this one doesn't count because it's just vanity. <laughs> the Prince protege. Yeah. But Last Dragon. Yes. She was a good... Um, <laughs> no. No. She was a good example for that movie. Like, a, a good cast for that movie. Okay. For that role. She seemed like a, like a, a pop star. And there's a, there's a lady in there I, uh, that she has, like... She's like a Cindy Lauper wannabe mm. that's in it. And she's got... I can't remember her song, but it's, I don't either. I think that one's... that Yeah, but, yeah, I just, you know... I mean, if you watch that movie, mentions. you're gonna remember one thing and one thing only. Oh, what about uh? So what, what was that? What was the Terrence Howard song? Oh my god! Oh, so, I really forgot about that. So the yeah. reason we yeah. I didn't end up going with that was because Three Six Mafia was on their fifth album, and they all had charted real. All the previous ones had charted really well uh, okay. uh, before that movie. That was, so it was uh, like hard out there for a pimp. Yeah, yeah. Hard yeah. yeah. out here for oh, a yeah. or how out there for? I don't know. I don't know. But I will. But Terrence Howard deserves credit because he did do the. Didn't he do he did that? Didn't he actually do the vocals on I that? Think he did. On, I think the, they wrote it for him, but he I, actually did. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if um, uh, what's her name? Uh, Taraji B Henson. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she actually sang that. Uh, Queen Taraji. Sorry, yeah, I believe she, but she's she's like his pregnant prostitute mm-hmm. friend. Mm-hmm. That she sings. I don't know if she actually sung that part though. She might have. I bet she mm-hmm. can say. That's a great movie. That is a good movie. It's That's a, a good, one. That's a good one to revisit. I remember, so that movie came out the same year as uh, Batman Begins. Oh, five, oh, five? I think. And you, yeah. And yeah. you were saying that you, I was like, which movie, which of those two movies did you like the most? And you said, Hustle and Flow, because it's just real. And yeah. I was like, Batman's real. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, know, uh, you know I'm a big DJ Qualls fan. So, yeah. so they did not. Yeah. They picked that stupid guy Cillian Murphy to be the scarecrow instead of DJ Falls. <laughs> Hashtag never forget. <laughs> well, folks, uh, that's uh, the crew here. Um, that's today's episode. You can uh, follow them wherever. No, uh, I guess uh, Adam Craig has some stuff that you can follow, and Jim's on Instagram. You can follow. Yeah, him. don't follow me. I don't post anything. That's true, yeah, he doesn't. If you, if you are in the Minneapolis area and you like... Buy Adam Craig And if you like <laughs> music from the 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s, mm-hmm. um, there's radio stations, but also I've got... I'm in a band called Uptown Brass. <laughs> yeah, Uptown Brass. Yep. If you're in the Minneapolis area. Um, Don't find me. And Clay... I'm good. Least, well, yeah, let's, <laughs> I'm let's, fine. Let's not attach your very serious professional yeah. life <laughs> with this podcast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Thank you guys for being here. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's been a fun weekend. Yeah. Whee!
Hey, hey, can I say there it is? Uh, yeah. I'll let, yeah, and then um, I'll just edit it because I'm going to outro this and mention stuff and then I think you I'll play the music. There it is. No, no, for a loop. Leave it in. Oh, I no, see. No, 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 I was no, thinking the end. There it is. Yeah. No, there it is. <coughs> just let him say it. No, let me say it. You'll be done with it if you just let him say I it. I was thinking the wrong part. There it is. Isn't that how your thing starts off with? I'm sorry. There you want to do it at the end of the interview now? Or do you mean at the beginning of the there episode? Right, there it is. No, I think this is it. I think what's happening right now. There it is. How about? There it is. How about, no, how about you go, bop, 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 Oh, yeah, the bop, 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 bop. There it is. And then, Clay, you go, ah. Okay. Okay, ready? There it is. I was late, I was late, I was late. Yeah, okay. There it is. Sex with Remember that little gem of a ditty from the first year anniversary episode and last year? I like to incorporate it because people liked it so much, and I liked it. It was so festive and fun. I'm just I'm glad it's here. Uh, happy anniversary to us all, and and thank you so much to the fellas Jim Clay and Rob for being on the podcast and sharing all the pop culture stuff. It was so great having them in town, and we need to hang out more. And I just really enjoyed this. I like these pop talk episodes. I hope you're enjoying them because more are coming. (laughs) Well, it's also a Friday, and I don't want you to think that this is the new day that we're dropping episodes. It's not. We're going to still drop episodes on Tuesdays, and we have a new episode coming up this Tuesday. It's with Lewis Kornfeld, one of my all-time favorite improvisers. He is a regular performer at the magnet and instructor. And he's just great. He's so fantastic. We, we have a really great discussion and I can't wait to share that episode with you. I'm not going to let you know the other episodes that are in the can, but there's a big one coming up. If you're into improv comedy, there's a big name coming up for you in a, in a couple of few weeks. I can't wait to share that one with you either. And another thing I can't wait to share with you is the acoustic theme song. Okay, do you remember that Neil Brooks had recorded in his episode an acoustic version of the theme song that he wrote because he wrote the music for it? Well, I was using it as the outro, then my computer died, and I lost it the second time my computer died. Uh, just the hard drive just went out, and I didn't have a chance to like say I didn't have a way to save it, unfortunately. However... Neil was awesome enough to re-record it, and he put a little extra stank, a little extra funk on it. It's so good. It's so awesome. I don't even want to talk over it. Just want you to hear it. It's so, so great. So enjoy that. Until next time, be good to each other.
Music for the theme song was created by Neil Brooks. The rap was written and performed by Nick Acevedo. The logo for There It Is was created by Jeff Prater. The There It Is podcast is produced by Jason Farr. Thank you.